liberty lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go The government knows, just don't get treated like a hoe Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. I have the disembodied voice of the homie, the only bi-bug you know, the most beautiful domestic extremist on the planet, Magnus Penvidia. <laughs> that, 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 that's top 10 intros of all time there. <laughs> yes, I, I, am, I am the disembodied voice of domestic terrorism for now because my, uh, my, my fucking webcam exploded 10 minutes into my 12-hour live stream last week. That was great. So, oh my God, that's awful. <laughs> so I got a new one showing up tomorrow, thankfully. But yeah, for now I am, I am an OBS logo and a JPEG in the near future. <laughs> so I wanted to have you on because you've been the organizer, uh, or at least one of the organizers. I don't know if there's others uh, behind the end the damn wars rally on September 11th. Uh, can you give us a little bit of background on it? Yeah. So essentially back in April, when I was in Washington, DC with all the action for Assange people, we were all, you know, decently sauced up and, and speaking our true feelings. And we were all kind of lamenting that where the hell is the anti-war movement right now? Like where, where are people in the streets about like this shit? Where have they been for the last, you know, 14 years? There, there's organizations that do great work and there's individuals that do great work like Scott Horton, antiwar.com and Code Pink and all of them. They're spectacular, but there ain't nobody in the streets. There ain't nobody, you know, upset about that. Even right now with what's going on in Afghanistan, with all the belly aching and screaming about that, there's nobody outside. You know, there's nobody talking about it. So we decided we were just going to put together a small little event in front of the White House on September 11th, which was supposed to be the pullout date. We saw how that went. And it was, yeah, it was just going to be like 50 people, really small. And then it blew up <laughs> really big. And now it's looking like it might actually be kind of a huge thing. And then we even expanded to where we have nine events across the entire country now in like every single corner. We have Arizona, Scotts well, Scottsdale, Arizona, Portland, Sacramento, uh, three places in Florida, New York City. So it's kind of everywhere. Denver. So yeah, we're, we're making a, a big thing out of this. That's incredible, man. Well, uh mad props to you for getting the ball rolling who who else was it that uh any any other names we should be crediting with kind of getting this thing going yeah so uh, uh the the main kind of like public people would be uh it's it's me my good friend kimber maddox she works for panquake which is like an upcoming social media platform that's going to be pretty cool and then there's An Andrew Smith, he's one of the huge uh, Action for Assange people. He's the one who went on Tucker Carlson and was talking about Jillian Assange and stuff. He's big involved in that. And then there's a couple of people behind the scenes that are big, you know, almost all of them Jillian Assange activists, which makes sense, you know, because the whole reason he's locked in a cage right now is for exposing war crimes. So they, they were, you know, heavily involved in this. And we've, we've kind of grown from there to having, uh, you know, crazy kind of, things happen that even outgrow my expectations. For example, uh, in Arizona, the, the Green Party and the Libertarian Party are co-organizing the Arizona event. Wow. Which is like unity. That's the shit I, I never shut up about. I'm a big annoying, you know, and I think even like the young socialists and the GOP are showing up to that event too. So it's literally gonna be like everybody <laughs> at, at this event. And then uh, same thing in Florida, the Green Party and the LP are working together 
And then at the main event, obviously we have all kinds of voices. We have ex Tulsi Gabbard and, and Bernie Sanders speakers. We have Spike Cohen and, and Scott Horton. We have, you know, the eight, the eight, uh, board member of the ACLU is speaking. So it's, it's kind of crazy. Well, that's, that's incredible. I mean, this, this is what, <clears throat> this is what the movement to end wars ought to look like. I mean, very, very few people are pro-war in this country, in my opinion. Um, it's just the basically like the power brokers, the media, a few a handful of politicians. But for the most part, I think people are sick of the wars. And that's a, a really a bar- bipartisan issue, not even bipartisan, but uh, polypartisan, like whatever political leaning. I think it's very popular to want to end the wars, but it, it doesn't seem as if um, it's easy to get people in the streets for something like this. So I'm thrilled that you're having such good turnout. And, uh, and I'm, I'm really hopeful that it becomes, um, you know, I, I guess I should start by saying, do you think that ending the war in Afghanistan took any wind out of your sails in terms of getting people in the street? I mean, granted, there's still a half a dozen wars that we could end. Uh, but I, I think most people aren't really aware of it. So I guess that's, that's part of the purpose in this is to let people know, yeah, we ended Afghanistan, but hey, there's still, you know, Libya, Somalia, a bunch of places yeah. that, oh, we have troops. <laughs> More, more, more wars than fingers and toes, unfortunately. And yeah. yeah, I actually think it was to the benefit because we were kind of worried about it of like, oh, we're gonna have an anti-war march on the day that we're pulling out of Afghanistan. It might look a little goofy, mm. but then they just utterly shit the bed in every single direction. And, you know, I've, I've been getting into giant kind of Twitter war- wars with, you know, the, these, these fake fucking lefties and these neocons and everything like that, that are praising Joe Biden for ending this war. When in the very speech he gave announcing that we were pulling out, he's like, well, we need to move resources into fighting counterterrorism in East, East Asia and Africa. And it's like, well, the, the war in Afghanistan was the war on terror. So he just told you we're just expanding the war on terror. So the war, no wars ended. Like, it's a good thing that we're out of Afghanistan. It's a good thing we're not doing our nation building shit over there and everything. But also like, you know, even Scott Horton talks about it. Like what's more than likely going to happen is we're then going to partner with the Taliban to fight ISIS K or to, you know, train Uyghurs to go screw with China or something like that. So it's, it's a cause for celebration to a degree, but like, you got to be very aware of what's actually going on. And it's actually kind of catalyzed support for this even more because now people saw front and center, the consequences of this, that it is a giant waste of time we have accomplished nothing afghanistan is worse than when we went in there there's not a single road or water purification building or anything left standing in that country after 20 years and trillions of dollars and hundreds of bombs and rivers of fucking blood so it's actually like helped this event to you know to show people like oh yeah there is no winning this it either goes on forever or it ends horribly but there's no winning come on we we did a pretty good job of uh you know putting a whole bunch of artillery and and uh, helicopters and armored Humvees in Afghanistan. You can't, you can't diminish that <laughs> accomplishment. Right. The Taliban has better gear than I do now, which is great. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I even, I, I got, I got myself in a little bit of trouble to where uh, I, I DM'd the Taliban on Twitter and I'm like, you have any of that gear for sale? Oh, I saw that. I love that. <laughs> I, was, I was like, CIA, it's a joke. Please no Gitmo. <laughs> like, don't fuck it. Please no Gitmo. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, this, this is kind of, the, this is another, you know, level of things I wanted to talk to you about because I, I had the same reaction to the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Um, I think that you did where I was like, yes, good. Also, this is why there's some negatives in, involved. And 
Um, I feel like it was really weird that people wanted to take a really binary stance where it's like the, the libertarians wanted to show how principled they were that ending the war was great. And it doesn't matter how fucked up it was and how shitty they handled it. And I was like, look, guys, it's important that we hold, even when they do what we want, it's important that we hold them to our values, which is you try and you know prevent the death of innocence. And, and we didn't do that. I mean, we left a couple, I mean, probably a, a few thousand people um, that assisted us over the past 20 years uh, to probably be lined up and executed by the Taliban over the you know, next few months. Um, not to mention we lost another 12 soldiers. And, and I thought what was really fascinating about it is, you know, we've lost thousands of American soldiers in Afghanistan over the past 20 years. I think it's 3,000. And you never got news coverage the way you did over the troops that were lost during the withdrawal. Like, and I'm not saying that their lives don't matter. Their lives matter just as much as any other dozen that, that were killed during the war. But I think it's interesting that the media only picks up on casualties of this never-ending war when we're finally ending a war. And I don't think that's an accident. How did you take it? Yeah, ex exactly. I mean, like, you know, that's another thing of kind of why this event's important is because there are tons of, of utterly blood-soaked people that should not be allowed in polite society yet are still in our government somehow that are just begging to like level cities and bomb things and go in and then do it for the women and do it for, you know, and look at all, look at these 12 soldiers that die. We need vengeance and bloodshed. And it's like, it, it's, it's wild. I don't even understand how, you know, we even got there. I, I made that whole joke on Twitter of like, Hey, listen, we we've done this for 40 years and it's been nothing but a giant disaster. So hear me out. Let's do it again. Like that's, really. their, that's their whole, whole spiel. So like, again, like that also has to be countered because, you know, that's kind of the dominant narrative right now. And the same thing with the women's stuff. I mean, this, this is why I love the uh, the Assange people so much because they posted a WikiLeaks uh, article that from leaked documents back in 2016 of the CIA talking about using feminism in foreign countries to justify inter intervention. And even funnier, the fucking Taliban retweeted that. So it was like, it was like, yeah, dude, even they kind of get what's going on here. Like this is this is stupid. And you know, uh, Carrie Wedler also like the the fucking queen of anarchist Twitter released that amazing video where it just broke down like oh yeah you know when we we just murdered a bunch of farmers and like rampant rape in the military and outside of the military and like overlooking rampant pedophilia in afghanistan from the warlords we were supporting like yep yeah, all human rights guys yep. <laughs> now now we care about women's rights uh and and you know social justice causes it's it's just it's just such transparent war propaganda and and i i was actually and this is why i was so disturbed by the uh the the dog thing that became you know the, the topic du jour two days ago um where we left something like 20 service dogs over there it's like it's not that i don't care about the dogs obviously i love dogs but this is obvious war propaganda i mean this is it's so transparent and it and it 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 strikes at a layer of people's hearts for like those that have been really damaged by people, like the people who go like, I've never had a dog hurt me, but I've had lots of people hurt me. It's like, yeah, dude, I get it. You've been screwed over by humans. I get it. But we're still people and we're still supposed to care about our fellow man. And the only thing that can get people like really riled up is that 20 dogs got left behind. And it's like, damn, man, are you really going to fall for this? Because I, I think you would have had more popular support to re-engage 
militaristically in Afghanistan after that dog story than you did after the 12 soldiers died. And I just don't understand that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of like careful lines you have to walk because there is a lot of legitimate criticisms, but there's also a lot of things to cheer on, but there are people on both sides of that that are really trying to like co-opt and push certain things. And you see this all the time when like, anytime I, I mention that, like, you know, this is the, this is the Taliban's country. This is their fucking place. We don't belong there or whatever. Some random keyword searching, no name blue check will jump in my mentions and be like, well, the Taliban are like murderous and evil and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I agree. What do you want to do about it? And they're like, <laughs> oh, well, well, you know, I'm just pointing that out. It's like, no, you're trying to manufacture consent here. Like you're not, I see what you're doing. You know, you're not, you're not slick. And it's the same thing with the dog thing. Like I am a giant animal person that pissed me the fuck off at a deep, fucking level right but i also know when i see certain certain accounts sharing that story why they're sharing that story and what they're trying to get out of it and it, that's the, just you know the whole thing with activism and politics in general is you're always walking these careful lines because they're you know the the establishment's greatest tool is co-option mm -hmm. it's much easier to misdirect people than it is to shut something down and you know you're seeing that right now with with the the you know vaccine passports and shit with you know as a libertarian i support this from the you know these establishment types is because yeah, they're trying to yeah they're trying to co-op things and push them in certain directions because that's easier to do same thing with the left-wing anti-war movements and same thing with you know the tea party anti-war movements they've always managed to, to misdirect them into these graveyards of, of the opposite of what we're trying to accomplish today's episode of liberty lockdown is brought to you by our friends at the daily job hunt if you are in a position where you need to get a new job, do not wait another day. This is the moment to get the job of your dreams. Go to crash.co forward slash daily to sign up for the daily job hunt. All it is is a daily newsletter that hits your email inbox every morning, gives you a, just a couple minute read on how to become a better applicant, how to inspire you to go out and get the job of your dreams. There's no reason to be doing a nine to five that is sucking your soul, that makes you feel down, that makes you feel terrible about yourself. Stop that right now. If you have an employer who's disrespecting you, telling that you have to have medical information that they need to be privy of, that you don't believe that they should, now's the time. Get on the path to the job of your dreams. This is the, this is the moment to do it. Go to crash.co forward slash daily to sign up for the daily job hunt. You will not regret it. And, and they, do it, they do it with using your principles against you. Like They use the fact that you love dogs might get you to support a war that you totally don't support. Same thing with the vaccine passports. They're going to use your principles like, no, no, this is a violation of that. They're going to they're going to try and sell it to you in your terms. And if you can't see through it, you can fall victim to this stuff, which is why I, it's incumbent upon us that that are you know, aware of the propaganda, propagandistic tactics that they're utilizing to say, uh -uh, I, I see you. I know exactly what you're doing. Did you have to leave those dogs behind? No. Should you have left them behind? Absolutely not. But I know, I know why this story is circulating. I know why it's being shared by fucking neoconservatives that have been, you know, salivating for blood for the past two decades. Like I ain't buying it folks. Yeah. And then, like, then they go even further than that to where there was people that were keyword searching it and they're like, Oh, we didn't leave any dogs at all. That's a right wing conspiracy. There's right. an angle to that to make anybody who is against, you know, going back in as some right wing conspiracy theorist. So like, you know, everything is fake. Every, like, that's what I always say is everything is fake. They have, they have hundreds of thousands of people 
dedicated all their entire lives, their entire career, getting paid a bunch of money in some government building to lie to you and bullshit you and get you to sign on to their nonsense. The US military has a department of mimetic warfare. You can Google this, it exists. There is a branch of the military that is dedicated to studying and weaponizing memes. So <laughs> and they're like, damn good at it. <laughs> yeah, so that's things you have to pay attention to. And again, like I have to be careful. I'm not rehabilitating the Taliban here, but there's things to learn from them to where even they are aware of this. Because as soon as that news story started uh, catching traction, they brought Russia Today in and gave an interview where they're like, we're not going to kill these dogs. We're going to put them to work. We're going to give them nice homes because they know what they're trying to do. They're like, these motherfuckers are going to bomb us unless we take care of these dogs. <laughs> exactly. you know? So it's like, you got you to gotta, you gotta be aware of that, of just like, you know, looking, looking a couple steps deeper in things. You know, I've, I've brought it up like three times today on, on different shows oh, nice. of, of, uh, what what was going on because there's this big news story of of where's kamala harris kamala harris isn't speaking on any of this she's been silent for like two weeks blah 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 she's afraid she's mad all these narratives where if you actually looked into it kamala harris was in vietnam trying to get an alliance with the vietnamese government to have like this anti-china access and then also fight islamic extremism in east asia it's like Oh, that's an important detail. We should have like caught up on that. And but no, that got buried under this like like uh, Kamala Harris is trying to take Joe Biden out and all these like crazy uh, as Ryan Dawson puts it, just stupid juice that's being poured all over the truth to mis <laughs> you know, to misdirect you from what actually so, the fuck is so, going on. Since you're quoting Ryan Dawson, let me clarify. He said stupid juice, like the <laughs> the squeezed orange juice. Uh, yes. Just we gotta make gotta make it clear here. Stupid oh. sauce. <laughs> stupid sauce. There we go. That's yeah, better. but that, that, that's the thing is like they will always try to like misdirect you from what the fuck is actually going on. And and you know, same thing. That's why I love all of you, like you guys and you in particular. Same thing with like the eviction crisis of like nobody wants to talk about BlackRock, but the people that know what are going on are seeing this mega company buying up these properties and their shit, and like, oh, that's weird. Getting like billions of dollars in Fed loans. It's like, huh, why are they doing that? But that's lost under all the fucking stupid sauce put on top of everything of, of all this culture war shit and everything you have to dig through to get to the point. Exactly. And, yeah, now they, they they frame it as as you know, uh, no, we're we're not we're not having people evicted. We're gonna make a ban on evictions. That's that's how that's how good we are as people. Well, what they don't tell you is that if you ban evictions, that'll make landlords liquidate their holdings. And when they liquidate their holdings, who purchases them? Very deep pocketed, um, Fed window tied crony capital is basically fascistic enterprise that's that's it that's actually what you're enabling and you're justifying it under the guise of um you know altruism and, right. and looking I'm, out for the little guy it's fucking insane I, I was running around like where is the bill in congress right now to ban rent there isn't one so you're not going to lose landlords are going to cease to exist you're just going to get a worse landlord that's all that's right. going to happen your landlord isn't going to be clint who like might work with you might be a cool guy and worst case scenario you might actually be able to successfully take to court if something went wrong right. instead it's going to be blackrock who's going to literally bury you in lawyers if you ever have a complaint and be a giant slumlord congratulations you've benefited the working class yeah. like you got to pay attention to this shit people yeah <laughs> like, huge, huge upgrade you went from uh, a guy with you know three rentals that'll actually that that actually cares about you and and making sure that you enjoy the property so that the rental income is steady to this behemoth that is just as happy if you um stop paying and move out so that they can you know convert it into some other um you know multifamily yeah, or something yeah, else. tear it down and make it a four-story like single wide like right. houses like they're doing in nashville yeah <laughs> like i mean this this is a story as old as time and yet it, it's 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 incredible how well they do of 
obfuscating that reality. They they really and and it boils down to a lack of economic understanding, which is why I dedicate so much of my show to, to that cause. Is that like I need people to have at least a rudimentary understanding of us Austrian economics and things like that, so that you understand when X happens, Y happens. And it's not like it's not like maybe. It's like yeah, if you if you fuck with people's property rights, you're gonna create knock on effects. That are, and I can list you a handful of options, and all of them do not benefit you, and they do not benefit the renter, the the poor person that you're you're allegedly defending with your lockdowns and your eviction uh, moratoriums and things of that nature. And uh, speaking of of knock on effects and how you said that it's important that we think one, two, or three steps ahead, I have a very dark question for you. And um, oh boy, this is this is the only downside of ending the war in Afghanistan, in my opinion, is that I am tremendously concerned that the timing is not tremendously coincidental. Um, you have vaccine mandates and passports that are rolling out as they end the first war they've ended in my lifetime, basically. And, and I have to wonder, you know, are they, are they actually taking these troops to redeploy them to try and harness China's power, any of the other, you know, stuff that we're told about, or if, if there gets to be a meaningful um, even the anti-war people, if it gets to be a meaningful anti-vaccine uh, mandate protests that, that, you know, people are in the street, it, the, the parents are finally rising up against um, some of the indoctrination that their kids are experiencing. Are they, are they redeploying these troops here? I mean, is that, is that at all a concern of yours? I mean, it's, it's definitely a possibility. I think anybody who's ruling it out is, is, is clueless, especially seeming the fact that while I do say they're expanding these wars, these are not troops on the ground style wars. These are CIA spooks and private military contractors and drones running all over the country, murdering old people in their sleep and killing little girls and drone strikes. That's what's going on. There's yeah. that problem, but they are bringing troops back from everywhere. And a very important detail to look to kind of like give you an idea of what's going on is the military budget, the private contractor allowance and the police budget have all gone up this year by billions of dollars. So we're ending a war, but we're expanding the military budget. We're pulling out of Afghanistan, but we're hiring more private contractors. You know, the, we just went through a year of like defund the police protests. And now the police are funded by 30% more than they were last year. And you start, you, you again, you, like, you start putting together the connections of like, okay, why do we need more cops? Why do we need more private contractors? Why do we need more military? And then you start thinking about that. And yeah, that leads you some dark, places particularly like um this this new story just flew under everybody's radar and i think it's something really important for people to pay attention to is that in georgia they're cutting down like 200 acres of old growth forests to essentially build a giant like larping training center for riot cops where they're going to build like a fake city out in the middle of the woods and bring Holy police shit. from all over the country to train riot police and this budget came from the federal government and joe biden's new uh bill that expanded police funding so it's like why would they be building an american style city in the middle of the georgia woods to train riot control tactics and then mm. you you look at what's going on with the passports you look what's going on with like this increasing kind of unity movement growing you look at the expansion of the armed left the armed right people forming militias and stuff like that and you're like oh this is going a bad direction and then obviously me, me and you have both uh interviewed liberty down under now of what's going on in australia Australia is part of the Five Eyes Network, which is our, you know, our global NSA spy network and military apparatus. So whatever they're doing, the technology they're using and everything always gets exported. 
And he, and you know, the other story I keep bringing up all the time is the media made this big, like panic attack over the Taliban getting a hold of a bunch of biometric scanners that we use over in Afghanistan. They were using those same scanners on journalists and protesters in Brooklyn at Brooklyn Center when that whole taser taser cop shooting happened. Oh, wow. They, they were they were stopping journalists and protesters, taking photos of their like ID and stuff like that, and then scanning their face with biometric scanners. And that Joe Biden, that was the first protest under Joe Biden. And you notice how that like the BLM movement after Brooklyn Center just fucking stopped. <laughs> like it just disappeared mm-hmm. because because yeah, like like it's we're, we're going in a dark way. And I do think, you know, that's why it's really important with the campaign of, of the end the damn wars March isn't just about, you know, the bombs, the drones, the tanks and all, all the obvious warfare, you know, we're partnered with the Jillian Assange people for a reason. Like we, a domestic surveillance is part of that. The, yes. the, po- the police warfare and, and kind of stuff that's ramping up is part of that economic warfare, you know, IMF loans, like all these other little things that go on in the background, US aid, you know, can't see me right now, but giant fucking air quotes, US aid, <laughs> right. like, like all, all these, all these little CIA yeah, kind of the, like the economic hitmen. Yeah. All, all the stuff going on under the background that like lead to these wars and lead to what's going on. Like this is addressing the whole issue and why we're trying to build this big coalition. Cause it's like, if you don't realize we're in their sights by now, then, you know, I don't know how to wake you up. So yeah. instead of playing hungry, hungry hippos over normies and trying to convert them to all of our disparate political ideologies and everything, I'm like, okay, are you ready to fight? I don't care who you are. Like, let's go, let's get together and let's start doing things because they're ahead of us by a lot <laughs> right now. Yeah. Like they're, and the, there's, and they have the tech to make it very difficult for us to catch up, which is why I've paid so much attention to Australia. As you were saying, I like, no disrespect to Australians. I care about them as people too. I've known, uh, you know, five or six Australians that in, in my life and I've loved all of them. They've been amazing people. All that being said, I still care about myself more. Just going to be totally honest about it. And the reason I'm so concerned with the Australian uh, example is that this, it looks to me to be a trial run at everything they would like to implement here. And, and if you're, if you're paying attention to that, you should get very fucking active immediately yeah, the, the, the hundred point system, uh, identification system to even use the internet yeah and then their their new bill that's rolling out and uh, i've been trying to spread the word on this because this was a, a new story that got buried uh like two years ago now to where the 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 new news that came out like what a week ago of they're trying to do like this crazy new digital surveillance bill or whatever like that where they can access your phone and delete things and stuff like that South Korea before COVID implemented a very similar software system and legal system around a very similar idea of being able to access people's phones and stuff like that. And there was a giant shit show because a whistleblower came out and exposed that the the government of Korea of South Korea was downloading child pornography onto political opponents' phones and then arresting them. And there was like protests in the street about this. And the South Korean president, you can look this up, had to make a public statement apologizing for this program because they blew the whistle on it. Then COVID happened and that story got buried under the rug because, you know, COVID and, and nonsense, all that started up just like two, three weeks after that. That's now incredible. Those, now those same programs are being used to fight COVID. And even, you know, if you listen to the shit libs and fucking the media people, they're always like, we need to do a South Korea style digital tracking system with things on our phones and everything like that. 
Those are the same programs they were using to download child porn on people they didn't like's phones. And yep. now it's in Australia. So how, like, I'm, I'm telling people to pay attention because I guarantee if that passes, give it a month until some big anti-lockdown activist or whatever is arrested for some illegal stuff on their phone. And they'll, they'll deny that they ever downloaded it or ever knew about it, but it'll be there and they'll get arrested. And it's like, Oh, I, I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely guarantee that's, that's the plan. And, and this is, this is why I had Eliza blue on, you know, a month ago is because, you know, I love her activism and I think it's a very just cause to try and get rid of child porn off social media and things like that. However, I know that the, you know, you could, you could bring up South Korea two years ago. I know that our government has been doing that to people for a long time. Yes. They, they, they use that. And, and the, the most egregious example, in my opinion, um, there are the most no, newsworthy example was with, um, well, I mean, first off, Matt Gates just got a, a bullshit, you know, child trafficking charge that he was able to demonstrate definitively. He was being extorted on and it was horrible, but he's a political opponent. This, this guy that I'm thinking of is um, Stephen Paddock's brother. I, yeah, I was that, gonna say the the Vegas shooter brother <clears throat> who who got silenced out of nowhere with child porn that exactly. materialized on his fucking computer because he comes out defending his brother saying there's no way da 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 and then they're like hey you have child porn on your computer it's like oh it, like a week later he, all of a sudden they have this month long uh, FBI investigation into his brother and and they uh, they press charges and you know take him off the street right as he's coming out to defend his brother it's like. Dude, if you think that's a coincidence, I mean, sure. Is it possible that he actually had it and he was a terrible person? Yeah, it's possible. I'm going to lead towards no. I think that he was fucking taken out. And, and it's like, this is technology that already exists. It's just not so easily done. You know, they, right. and it's not sold to the public and embraced by the public either. Right. To where that, that's what they're trying to do in Australia is they're trying to make it, you know, a, a, a big, like, happy kind of thing. And then another thing people forget, we had, we had a trial run of that here in the United States at the very beginning to where people forget, I think it was called like the child safety act or something like that. Mm -hmm. At the very beginning of COVID Ted Cruz and a bunch of people tried to make it illegal to use VPNs under the guise of like protecting childs and stuff like that. It's like, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the real reason you want to ban VPNs. Like I don't buy it. That didn't pass. Thank God. But they, they've constantly trying to sneak little things in here, obviously like SOPA and the TPP and uh, what I think it's like, not section 230 but uh whatever the regulation in the eu was that was gonna essentially take down the internet all those got shut down but now they have covid so now maybe they can sell it under covid because the child you know protecting the children didn't work and you know spooky domestic terrorists online didn't work so maybe now we can sell it to them through covid well and, in, in australia they're just doing it based off of bullying they're saying that you know we have this or uh, bullying and misinformation that's how they're justifying um, you know, their new surveillance state. And it's like, it's like, man, if you can't see through this, like, and this, this is the, the genius of it and, and why it's so frustrating. Like for me to even talk about this, there will be some people that go like, oh yeah, why, why do you need a VPN? You know, why do you need privacy? <laughs> what are you right. trying to hide? And it's like, bro, have you really not fucking figured this out yet? That like, it's not about me having any fucking child porn on my computer. It's about me fucking knowing that this is what they use against political dissidents. And as a political dissident, I will be in the, in the crosshairs of this, like wake up. Um, right. It, it, it's, it's the same thing with like the, the false flag shit of, 
of people get really critical of me of like, oh, you can't just say every right wing, left wing and like Muslim terrorist attack in the United States over the last 40 years was an FBI op. And I'm like, I'll stop saying that when they stop being proven to be fucking <laughs> FBI ops, you know, exactly. like period. <laughs> like, like so it all, it always goes back to them. They're always involved. There's never any instance of this where the FBI or, or, you know, the CIA or something had nothing to do with them at all. It's like, okay, so, you know, find, find me the instance that was genuinely spontaneous or something bad happened and, and there's no connection there right. and you can't. So you're absolutely right of, of, I don't know how people fall for this anymore because it's so obvious and it's admitted too. That's the worst part is a lot of this, the government has like declassified like 30, 40 years later. And we're like, yep, we totally did this, but we're not doing it now. I promise, you know, Coin, Pro was this weird thing that we did in the seventies. We totally stopped that. <laughs> we don't have, we don't have, you know, federal agents pretending to be libertarians and, and, you know, being at the head of like the LP and stuff causing chaos and different disinformation and, you know, infighting and shit. No, that'll never happen. That, that was know? so, that was so 2019. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah. I mean, come on, come on, come on, Clint. That was three days ago. <laughs> I mean, it really, it really is frustrating because, and especially when it's amongst the people that don't trust the government, like that, that, this is why I go so hard in the paint against what I call blue pilled libertarians. The ones that like, they share most of my principles, but then they get bowled over by the latest propaganda. Like the fact that you could convince any libertarian that lockdowns are an acceptable thing is fucking crazy to me. Like, I don't, I can't even relate to these people. And yet, if I were to have a conversation with them, we'd probably agree on 90% of things. But if you can't be all the way in and not trusting the government, like, I, I, that's like kind of my line for being a libertarian at this point. Like, if you trust the government at all, what the fuck are you doing calling yourself an ANCAP? Like, get out of here. Right. Like, we right. know, yeah. we know what they do, bro. Come on. Especially, especially an anarchist. Like, are you kidding me? Literally the fundamental core belief of any form of anarchism is an inherent distrust of authority. And you're going right. to just say, I trust the authority, which you know, that obviously goes to the like pro lockdown anarcho communist. Yeah, sure, buddy, whatever. Oh. You know? <laughs> like go fuck yourself. And, and yeah, it, it, we've bought it hook, line, sinker. And, and just you know, to get back to the war thing, I've seen tons of blue checks and everything post things like, oh, I'm so glad that I finally live in a country that's no longer at war. And I'm like, what the hell do you even mean, dude? <laughs> we, we struck Somalia like three weeks ago. Yeah. We, we bombed Boko Haram, maybe. We don't even know if it was Boko Haram. It could be some fucking goat farmer out in the middle of the, like, the, you know, the African desert or something for all we, we know. Up, like, we blew up four kids in Afghanistan a week ago. I mean, yeah, like, it's like, oh, I yeah, know, it's then, over. It, yeah, I know. And they're like, well, we can't confirm if any civilians died, but we totally got our target. It's like, how? You have no one on the ground. The only people on the ground are the family that are like, hey, you just blew up our kids. <laughs> like, that's and your that, only source of information. You think the Taliban's like, yep, you totally got the ISIS guy. Like, no, shut up. And that, but they're and manufacturing that shit. If you love playing fantasy football, but struggle to find the right resource to help with your research, the guys at Football Insider Edge have you covered. The football season is days away. Get on it right now. Whether you're a season-long player focused on DraftKings or FanDuel contests or just like to make the occasional wager each week on a couple of games, Football Insider Edge provides you with the research tools and in-depth analysis to take your game to the next level. With the proprietary model, matchup charts and industry award-winning content the team at football insider edge have devoted themselves to educating their subscribers helping them improve their play and in a few special moments winning life-changing money they are proud of the community they've built through weekly interactions on their slack channel and take great pride in helping others to achieve their goals of becoming better fantasy players as supporters of this show and of the liberty movement as a whole they are currently offering you a 20 percent discount on any monthly or full season package on their website just go to footballinsideredge.com and use the 
code LIBERTY at checkout to take advantage of that offer today. Again, go to footballinsideredge.com and use the code LIBERTY at checkout to take advantage of this discount offer right away. That story was so egregious too because of the, I think it was like nine people that were killed in that strike, they, the majority of them had either worked with the American government or they had, um, you know, emergency visas issued and they were heading towards the airport to get taken out, like not taken out, but <laughs> taken out of the country. And, and the Taliban issued that hit. It was basically Intel from the, like, this is what I've read is that it was it, Intel from the Taliban that was given to, uh, you know, American drone operators or whatever, whoever was in charge of actually pulling the trigger. I mean, that is so egregious. And it's like, it's like, we honestly got, like, I had never, you know, there's always been this, uh, this debate over like, you know, private security versus national defense. Like this is like the minarchist anarchist debate. And like, to me, the, the past 20 years, if that's not enough evidence for you to, to convince yourself that we would be better off with just abolishing the military, like that's, that's really where I'm at with it now. Yeah. And I know <laughs> that's a really extremist stance, but like, I feel like I would feel better. I would feel like I have a better chance of of not being invaded, defending myself and not being, you know, treated as a slave from a militaristic empire. If we were to just abolish the American military, like they, yeah, they're, uh, they're so terrible at what they do. It's like, it's like, if you, if anyone had this job and it was like a private industry, you'd be like, you're fired. You're fucking out of here. Like you, we can't have you doing this anymore. You've killed like 90% of the people that you, you've drawn are innocent people. Like that you, you have to stop. We can't have you anymore. Yeah. And I mean, like, and, you know, they, they outsource it now to once again, quote unquote, private companies. I don't even True. know if you could, I don't even know if you could consider a PMC a private company at this point. Things like I don't. Blackwater and, and, I don't. Yeah, I, same I don't way, even, same way I don't consider, you know, Facebook yeah. <laughs> or Amazon private companies anymore. Yeah, if because you have that kind primary, of government contract, you ain't private, bro. Yeah. Their, their primary fucking employer is the CIA. But uh, right. I, I keep running around singing his praises of my good buddy, uh, Inked Anarchist on Twitter, Andrew. He worked, he was deployed in, I think it was like four years in the military and then 10 years as a private contractor. And the stories that kid can tell you of like, yeah, we were in the Congo defending lithium mines from the local populace and helping warlords fucking execute people. And, you know, the Geneva suggestion is the joke he makes all the time. <laughs> and again, and you know, that's US military. And he even talk about how like more recently all the combat ops and everything are private contractors because they just outsource this shit. And you're hundred percent right of, uh, Jocko Willick had this awesome kind of thing he talked about on Joe Rogan, and this was around the police, but it's, it applies to so many things where he was talking about the SEAL teams. And he talked about how over his time in the SEALs, there would be moments where, where you had really bad teams, but they weren't too far gone yet. And you could just replace the leadership and it would turn the team around and they become effective and not out of control and everything again. But there was teams that they had had bad leadership for so long that the entire team was just fucked. And they had to dismantle the team and throw it out because there was no saving it and rebuild it from the ground up. These are the Navy SEALs we're talking about here. You know, like this is the peak you can get. Yeah. And that's what he's talking about. So now just apply that to the entire U.S. military of like, you know, how, how, how many years of just abject corporate capture, like idiotic decisions, you know, uh, lying to the president about our troop presence in, in Syria. Like at what point do you go, okay, it, it's time to create like, you know, like, 
the the federal department of of uh military security that only defends the u.s borders or something and then just abolish the rest of the military like jesus christ dude like there's no there's no intervention that has been in my actual defense in my lifetime and and the you know the best example that people can come up with is 9-11 but it with with the justification of 9-11 we went after a bunch of countries that had nothing to do with it as we as we've discovered now bin laden was in pakistan i mean this was like everyone that got blown up under the the guise of the war on you know the war on terror was essentially not involved like the only i mean you can and and maybe maybe they got bin laden we don't even fucking know they drop his body in the ocean it's like right like, all of this stuff is, i will is never so crazy i will never stop being sus of that of like, oh yeah oh, you literally just like dumped him in the ocean nobody could see the body nothing okay yeah. mm. and the and the justification <laughs> being oh well we don't want them to have you know some like terrorist mecca so that they can go and pray to his grave it's like okay well then how about you just actually bury him bury him in america Right, you know, like right. if you want to really rub it in, rub salt in the wound, just bury him here. But no, we're gonna pour him and just dump him in the ocean. No, no real video right. or go, anything of it. Go out, go out in the middle of nowhere, Utah, in the salt flats, and fucking bury him or something. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? But yeah, and, and and you know, to that point, even uh, there's a lot of old kind of history that's come out lately that's super good. Um, Samira Khan, she's she's another good person to follow on Twitter. She's been sharing old interviews of the Taliban on like CNN and stuff like that during that, you know, two, three week period after nine 11 being like, Hey, all you gotta, all you gotta do is negotiate with us and give Osama bin Laden a trial and prove he was involved. And we'll hand him over. If they talk to us, stop sending cruise missiles into our country. Like what the hell we'll, we, you know, we'll do this. Just like if we did any kind of criminal in the United States, we would never just turn anybody over to Russia or turn anybody over to North Korea or something like that without like, prove that this guy's guilty give him a trial which they you know unless you're a, a mega conspiracy theorist like me will operate in normie land they would have proven that he was completely behind it and then right. they would have handed him over and there would have never been any war and then obviously scott horton points out all the time that we let him escape afghanistan when he was there we let we let the entire all of al-qaeda leave afghanistan and then right. fought the Taliban, who didn't even do anything. <laughs> like, you well, know, the, I get into the, this. The whole, the whole justification being that they harbored him, but they only harbored him for like six months, allegedly. And then he was out into Pakistan. And it's like, but did that stop us from fighting in Afghanistan for 20 years? Not at all. Yeah. We're, d- does Iran have right to invade us because we, you know, trained the Contras and shit like that and, you know, trained insurgents in there? Can, can China bomb and invade us for, you know, training and equipping Uyghurs to, you know, go fight in Turkmenistan and shit? Like, mm, you know, it's a slippery slope, but American exceptionalism and, and nonsense, you know? My, my stance is that if you're going to train Uyghurs, start with me. I'm, I am the, <laughs> the king of the Uyghurs. <laughs> caught me so fucking hard off guard <laughs> oh shit gotta, i was not expecting that <laughs> you gotta you gotta throw you gotta throw humor in the darkness otherwise we'd all lose our minds yeah uh, pretty much you, got, you can either laugh or cry 100%. exactly dude and i do both daily um <laughs> so so go ahead and uh and tell people you know the website any any other information so that they can make sure that they attend yeah so the uh, on twitter it's just all it's so, all of it's super easy to search uh, on twitter it's end the damn wars uh the website is end the uh, GoFundMe and the t-shirt store if you want to help us out. Uh, the t-shirts are actually really cool. The designs are really awesome. I actually would just wear one for fun. Uh, that's End the Damn Wars on Teespring and End the Damn Wars on GoFundMe if you want to help us out. If you want to show up, we got, like I said, Washington, D.C. on at noon. We're going to be at John Marshall Park, but there's Scottsdale, Arizona. That's also at noon. Fort Lauderdale, Jacksonville, and uh, Daytona Beach. 
that's all going on. Denver, Colorado, New York, New York, Portland, Sacramento, Las Vegas. Wow. And then, uh, I think there's one more. I always miss, I always miss one when I'm, I'm like, but yeah, we have events everywhere. And, you know, we even had a woman wandering around Berlin with just a sign by herself. Like we got pictures of that. If she was just wandering around Berlin with the end, the damn war sign. And Beautiful. we got a bunch of, bunch of followers and she had like a bunch of conversations about that. So anywhere you are at all, unless you're, you know, your government will, will put you in a fucking camp for going outside. I'm, I'm sorry if you're in that situation, right. my Australian Canadian friends, but uh, yeah, anywhere in the world, anywhere in the country, if you want to put on an event, we'll, you know, support it and, and make it a thing. The kid that's putting on the New York event is literally just a kid. He's like 19 years old. And he was like, I'll do it. And now there's going to be like a hundred people out there. That's so, so cool. So you, you, you have way more power than you think you do. You can bring way more people out than you think you can. This, this process isn't nearly as hard as people make it seem to be like act, act, the whole act, you know, activism is really difficult and protesting is really difficult. It's like an op to keep people at home, in my opinion. So like, yeah, get out, get involved. You know, they, uh, you know the, I think the, the people that are doing the Jacksonville March are actually like a bunch of anti-lockdown activists and everything that, that, that uh, one of our people like reached out to them. They're like, Hey, you're in the streets all the time about like the mandates and like what's going on in the schools. You want to protest war? And they're like, fuck yeah. So now they're all showing up. And the green party showing up and like oh, all, yeah. all these groups. So reach out to people, you know, make things happen, uh, contact people you don't think. And if you can't show up and you can't help fund it or anything, then just take the link to the Twitter or a post we make or something and share it in random places. There I got, go. I got some girl on OnlyFans with 200,000 followers to retweet and the damn wars just because I posted it underneath a picture. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, you want to never think like, you know, music artists, YouTubers, fucking economists, like don't matter. Like just, you know, spread the word out. And that's how we kind of make this into like a real thing. And uh, I'll be super excited to see everybody on September 11th. And hopefully we don't all, you know, get January 6th or something crazy because we'll be right outside the White House. So, well, that's that was actually going to be my next question. But yeah, let me before I say that, uh, let me say there's going to be five or six thousand people that hear this over the next week. September 11th is nine days away or uh, yeah, nine days away. Get involved, folks. Like this is this is important. And if you want to if you want to bring out and the lockdowns and the vaccine mandates and the wars, like just fucking bring it like whatever your whatever your pet issue is, like I'm with it. I, I think that it's important that that we come together and we realize that like what we're really fighting against is not just ending wars, but like totalitarianism, which is yeah. what we're actually existing under. So um, yeah, come don't together. don't. don't don't panic organize that's always my favorite kind of thing and and the, and the jillian assange quote which is also really great of uh it's always a good day to destroy some bastards so there you <laughs> go. Get, get get out get out like for anything you know me my whole thing's libertarians do libertarian things if there's something awful going on right now this is the moment where you get to go outside because you yep. can either you can either stand under the sun and get sweaty holding a sign now, or you can crawl through the dirt and mud when everything goes fucking sideways. And that's your option. It'll be worse later if you don't do something now. That's what I always try and tell people. It'll never be easier than it is right now. And it seems daunting and impossible right now, but it only gets more daunting and more impossible if you yeah, allow this to persist. Take, take it from the boog here. Yep. It but, only gets worse. <laughs> listen listen to uh, the episode of Yon Me Park on Joe Rogan if you want to hear what your future could be like if you allow it to get as bad as it can get. And yes, you don't want to fucking go there, folks. Trust me. You don't want to go there. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Magnus. It was, it was great to talk to you again. Yeah, I always, always love coming on here. You're the best. And yeah, I'll hope to see everybody out there. I hope everybody enjoys this and check everything out. Show up, fucking fight, be loud, be annoying, do it.
Do it. Big shout out to everybody that's been with me since Jump Street. Appreciate y'all. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweet from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go The government knows, just don't get treated like a hoe Like Nico and Shane, you're probably wondering what's happening Scared Hollywood left these lyrical feppin' A typo with Luke might bring them nooses We all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses Freckles and Brit, didn't know I could spit Knew I was a patriot, but now I'm the shit Peter Quinones, invite me on Which podcaster sends custom songs Part of the problem, now I stand with the people Dave showed the way, but I am unequal Lions of Liberty, now hear me roar Beat running up, but I got a bit more Robbie the Fire, always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich, now I'm man of the house The malice for Nick, but you're welcome to quit I went over BLM with the fire I spit Friends against government just call us fags Copy the Cairo, put mummies in the bag Liable opinions get thrown on the ground Silky's Mouton was the only sound Getting so hot must be air July Screaming in the mic and rip a 59 Miles to ratio that black guns matter Now all these lefties got crazy small bladders None of us wanted war but we're ready You know I be bopping and rock steady Liberty lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go The government knows, just don't get treated like a hoe